All right, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Tubes Podcast. It is Wednesday, August the 9th, 2017, and several topics uh, to discuss today around the world of SEC basketball, but let's go ahead and start with the one that, that's getting the most attention thus far here today, and that is Auburn, uh, playing its first game in Italy and really just kind of dominating the competition, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it, in winning their game there in Italy, 87-29. to a uh, 58-point victory for Bruce Pearl's squad uh, without Austin Wiley. Obviously, he's not playing on this trip as he continues to recover uh, from the injury. But, uh, you know, as I said with Alabama, we talked about this on the podcast uh, yesterday. It is what it is. It's it's a game overseas on a foreign trip. It's an exhibition. Uh, it's nothing more than that. However... I don't think you can completely dismiss it and say you can't really take absolutely anything away from it uh, because there are certainly things that that you can kind of take away uh, just from from seeing a team against different competition. And while it's not going to be SEC competition or anything of that matter, uh, it is still stuff you you can kind of learn a bit about certain players and see where the mindset is in terms of the coaching staff and seeing how certain players could fit into the mix. But, you know, Auburn today... Um, started a lineup that many people thought was kind of interesting, but I think when you look at it as a whole, this is the, the good problem that we talked about that Bruce Pearl is going to have. Uh, he started Jared Harper at the point, Mustafa Heron uh, at the shooting guard, which as we've continued to talk about all summer is the biggest positive, I think, of this entire roster is having him there at that spot. Uh, Malik Dunbar, the transfer, the Juco guy, was in there as well. Deshaun Murray, another guy who steps in this year. And then Anthony McLebore, who I talked about, is kind of getting overlooked, I think, in the bigger picture here as someone who's going to play a lot more minutes probably in his sophomore season there. And so starting with that lineup, as I said on Twitter and have continued to say here on the podcast, it's all about experimenting. And when you have a roster with an Auburn team that could play 10 guys, um, you know, 10, 11 guys possibly, then you have a lot of opportunity to experiment. And that's what you do. Uh, on these kind of trips is you're able to look at different players and different roles and I think that's what Auburn is trying to do on this trip you see a guy like Deshaun Murray at a forward spot you know and people are going to look at his height and say well he's six foot three but that's going to be a situation this year where I think he's going to be able to play there and give Auburn some chances to really spread the floor uh, because they just have a lot of versatile players that can do a lot of different things and and that's something that's going to help this team excel if they're going to be kind of where I feel like they could be in that top five in the SEC this year and make it to the NCAA tournament. So uh, don't read everything into it. It's easy to get, you know, kind of overwhelmed by a 58-point win and say, you know, start questioning every single thing. But the biggest thing is as this trip continues to go on, as they go through practice, it's all going to be about trying different lineups seeing who's going to give them the best opportunity to win and and really how deep that rotation could be this year because if you look at it on paper, it's certainly one that that Bruce Pearl is going to have plenty of options when he needs guys at certain spots. Uh, And again, it's just seeing how the freshmen develop. We've talked about Chumo Kiki, Davion Mitchell. How are those two guys going to come into the mix? And certainly you don't get to watch a game like this, so you can't really tell everything just from looking at a stat sheet. Uh, but 
it is what it is, and it's something to where it gives Auburn an opportunity to build off of something like this. Uh, the coaching staff will certainly look at this game and see how certain rotations worked, and, and that's what you'll continue to see throughout the offseason. That's what it's all about. So the Tigers will continue to play on there on their trip, and we will continue to follow it, as we will uh, other teams as well. Tennessee is now 2-0 on their trip, you know, overseas trip. They've been playing games that they're 2-0. Um, you know, again, one of those things where you just can't see all these games. You, you don't really get a good feel just by looking at, at news reports and stat sheets and such. Uh, but the Vols, you know, won, won their first two games there. Their three games, they'll play their last game Thursday night. Uh, they'll play that in Paris. Uh, so, you know, it's all we can kind of take away from these. And, and Alabama's a team, you know, luckily you get to actually see out some of Alabama's games. They're going to try to Facebook Live, apparently, the game tonight that they're going to play. Uh, it was the one that was scheduled not to be streamed, but apparently they're going to try that on Facebook Live. So that'll give you an opportunity to see Alabama again. We talked about their victory on Monday night, so the Crimson Tide will play this evening and you'll have an opportunity to see them play and get a better feel, like I said, rather than the teams. Uh, you know, the, the games aren't streamed, and so you can't really get a whole lot from it. You can just kind of see scores and such. Uh, but, you know, that that's the, the beauty of this thing. And then as we talked about, Vanderbilt will we'll be getting ready to head on their trip to the Virgin Islands, and we'll see how that goes for the Commodores. So uh, just some thoughts there on these overseas trips as they continue to move along. And now let's go ahead and dive into some of the questions that you guys have been sending in. Uh, for this week's mailbag, and let's go ahead and dive into another one here. Uh, it comes from Evil Greg Byrne on Twitter. Uh, he's at Evil AD Byrne, and naturally, this one is an Alabama question. It says, "Will we see Daniel Giddens develop into a full-time starter at Alabama?" I mean, I think there's certainly potential for him to do that. I mean, I think this kid is someone who you see what he's done in terms of just adding on the added strength. Uh, the way he's kind of developed as a player, Avery Johnson's talked about him expanding his game this offseason, and I think that's important, especially in this day and age when we talk about where the game's headed. To have a guy that's continuing to expand his skill set gives them some options in a lot of different offensive situations. You know, can certainly be a major help on defense. Uh, him and Dante Hall are going to be the guys. We know that, um, and it's just a matter of seeing kind of how that that rotation plays out in terms of. You know, are those two going to be on the floor at the same time in certain situations? Probably. But, I mean, are they going to be on the floor at the same time always? Who knows? And I think that's where the question is. It's probably just going to depend on need and seeing which one of those guys gives them the best fit. But we've talked about those two really being the key to this Alabama puzzle the, the entire time, really, I think. is just the biggest thing is seeing how those two develop. We know what the guard play is. We know that's the strength of this team. Uh, Braxton Key, of course, can do pretty much anything as well. Uh, you can put him in any position, and he can have a chance to succeed. We know Sexton. We talked about what John Petty did in their first exhibition game. Uh, Ingram wasn't even playing, but he's certainly going to be someone who, who should be able to start right away, of course, and, and really give them a, a lethal backcourt there and, and have a lot of opportunities. And that's where you look in that front court. You look at a guy like Giddens, who I think just from what we've seen thus far, and again, it's one game. Uh, and seeing him against other competition. He has the physicality. He has the skill set to be a really good player and be someone that can produce a lot this year for Alabama. Uh, So, sure, he he could surely develop into a full-time starter. I think it's just a matter of seeing how they're going to use their big guys and really know you know, offensively, because we don't know everything they're going to run offensively at this point. What you're seeing now is not necessarily what you're going to see. Once the season gets here, Alabama's going to want to play fast. 
And so it's just a matter of seeing where these guys could fit in certain situations. And I think either Hall or Giddens is going to give them a lot of you know flexibility in what they can do especially on the offensive end of the floor. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out and how those two continue to develop. And another question for today comes from Charles Jones. He's on Twitter at MarketingBully. He asks, will Eric Coleman and Abdul Adu from Mississippi State form the best one-two shot blocking combo in the league? And it's a good question. I mean, I think it's something to consider. When you think about Holman returns, he was fourth in the league last year in block shots, had two a game. Uh, and then uh, we talked about Adu this offseason he's someone Ben Howland's been very high on thinks he's certainly going to step in right away give them production in the front court we know Mississippi State's front court uh, just in terms of physically imposing uh, they've got some big guys on that roster I think when you talk about Adu, uh, Holman, Harrod, Schneider, Harrod's also 6'10 all three of those guys at 6'10 are, are larger um, and so it's really a matter of just seeing how that thing shakes out in terms of playing time where these guys are going to fit into the mix. We, we've already talked about the depth at guard they're going to have for Mississippi State. Uh, so if you ask, can it be one of the best in the league? Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, those two guys, Holman is going to be another presence in there, like we talked about, a guy who's going to certainly be, you know, add some experience there for them. When you talk about a team that needs uh, that kind of experience, was one of the youngest teams in the country last year in terms of that. Uh, and then Holman's going to come into his junior season now and have a chance to, to really make a big impact. And so he's going to be someone in there. And then I would be surprised, like I said, if a dude doesn't step in and really give them uh, a lot of good production right away because I think he's someone Howland, like I said, has been very, very high on and thinks he's going to fit in and give them a lot of energy, a lot of production on both ends of the floor. So it would be interesting to watch because Mississippi State, we talk about sleeper teams in the SEC the two Mississippi schools are very intriguing to me because they both have a lot of talent and they both seem set for breakout seasons. It's just a matter of seeing how they're going to fit in terms of where do you place in an SEC that is just so competitive. Uh, and I think that's the big question uh, when it comes down to that. So we'll see on that one. Thanks for the question, Charles. Uh, appreciate it. So that will wrap up the questions for today, and I'm actually going to save. We've got several more questions. Going to save those for what will be our special guest on the podcast tomorrow, and that will be Sam Snelling from Rock M Nation. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Sam before. We've had him on the Marching to Madness podcast before, talking about Missouri. Uh, but Sam is going to join me on this podcast, the Southeast Tubes podcast, tomorrow's episode, uh, to really take a deep dive not only into Missouri, but into SEC basketball in general. We're going to touch on a lot of different topics. Uh, there, He's another one of those guys where you don't see a lot of people that really take a huge uh, leap into the world of SEC basketball at this time of year. Uh, but Sam is one of those guys, as knowledgeable as you'll find. So we're going to have a really fun discussion on talking about all these different storylines around the league and really kind of get a, a better grasp. You know, you guys hear my opinion all the time. Uh, you're going to get a different opinion on some things. And I think that's good because it's something to where when we talk about the SEC, as I've, as I've kind of touched on before, it's so interesting to me when we talk about these pre preseason power rankings because who knows? I mean, like I said, you could put these, these guys anywhere and I can make the case for a lot of different things because it's just that's how it is with the SEC this year. Uh, you need to completely – just uh, throw out any preseason rankings, and I'm going to do some myself, as I've continued to tell you. 
once we wait on getting certain, you know, rosters finalized and all that. But it, it's that kind of year where you could place anyone's anywhere and probably get an argument for why because there, there can be some good arguments made uh, when we talk about just the strength of this SEC. And so it'll be a lot of fun to talk to Sam, get his thoughts on that Missouri team, and also touch on a lot of different things in the world of SEC basketball. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Like I said, if you want to watch some SEC basketball, the Alabama Crimson Tide will be playing again tonight. Uh, be sure to check that out. You can get over to Alabama's Twitter, get all the information you need on the Facebook Live and all that that will be going on. So you can check out the Crimson Tide if you want to watch some SEC basketball. If you're in the mood, uh, check them out again. And so uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe by going over to iTunes, search Southeast Hoops, and you can subscribe for free. Get every episode delivered to you when they go up. And also, if you haven't been doing it, be sure to head over to southeasthoops.com. Uh, go back. A lot of a lot of stuff you can catch up on reading-wise. A lot of stuff going up and, and will continue to go up there. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>